Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? <laughs> That's right. It's time to get driven, everybody. It's time for Totally Driven Radio. My name is Bay Ragney, and we got a hell of a show for you tonight. But before we get to that, we got to introduce two of my best friends in the world. It's my uh, my co-host, and uh, they make the show go round. Now, which way? You know what? I I think I'm going to go out west first. I'm going to go out to the desert. I'm going to go out there to the man who will be the known. As the king of Fort Wilkinson, the man who I'm sure will be writing lots of books while he's in his fort, and he also has a message for all you meme writers out there. He's taking your memes, and he don't give a fuck. His name is Nick <laughs> Wilkinson. What's going on, buddy? What's up? I'm taking them. I don't care. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> They're funny. They're going on my Instagram page. I don't give a shit. Like I, I got Like I saw that this morning, and I'm like, "Is somebody really giving him a hard time about memes? Like, what oh, happened?" Dude, dude, you have no idea the number of people that that was this morning that I saw that posted little like bitchy, passive aggressive comments that were like, "If you're gonna steal my pictures, you should at least give me credit." I'm like, "You didn't make picture." You know what I mean? Like, you just because you're the first one of your social circle to share it, you don't get credit. You know what I mean? Like, come on. That's freaking hysterical. Facebook put the share button there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know, that is one of the good things that Facebook has done, was the share button. True, true, true. Mostly, and I don't I'll, use the share button. <laughs> I'll download it and then re-upload it because I have privacy settings. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let, let's go down south. Uh, our good yeah. friend, Mr. Jimmy Janetti, which I, I, I muted him out, so let me get him back on here live because there was a lot of commotion going on in the background. He's at a special event right now. You know, for all of you people in the Philadelphia area who've known to love 
Wawa. I'm sure you know by now Wawa is moving into the southern area. They're moving down, especially in Florida. They're taking over. Well, I guess tonight is the grand opening of a new Wawa, which is uh, very close to the home in Florida. So he is there right now in line waiting for his number to call to pick up his code. So let's welcome Mr. Wawa himself. I'm listening for my number. <laughs> Damn it! it, it, it I, I can tell you right now, it is jam packed in here. I, honestly, it looks like uh, you know about 1 a.m. on a Friday night, Saturday morning uh, in downtown Philly on a Wawa. But really? it is just—it's a glorious thing. Now, it do really they have? Like, um, do they have like the bakery goods as well? Down there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess they have a thing set up down there now. Like, they can't be shipping that stuff from up here. I, you know what? I don't know if they have a, you know, a go-to place or, or whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it seems to be everything that I've had, you know, besides this Wawa, the down south, uh, it seems to be the same. Nice. So... Yeah. So what is your number? My number is O twenty six. I think I, I think I've jumped we've jumped past the uh the nine hundreds and we're into the thousands. I don't think they have that, that many numbers in there. So they had to start over again. And what did you order? But it, uh, an Italian hoagie, of course. Nice. Hell yes. Absolutely. So, Italian hoagie, and I have my my Wawa tea already. Oh uh, yeah. Gas gasoline down here at this Wawa is a dollar ninety nine. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh wow. So it's and this is honestly probably about thirty to fifty cents cheaper uh, than anybody around. Wow. And I honestly I feel bad for that. There's two. Uh, convenience store gas station. Raceway is across the street, and there's another one, Speedway, uh, directly across the street. So, uh, these guys are screwed. <laughs> Those guys are screwed. <laughs> Wawa is in town. And I, I don't expect they'll be, they'll, be, uh, they'll be around very often after this. Meanwhile, I'm still stuck in, like, 1984, because there's only 7-Eleven. That's all I got to work with, other than quick trips, and that's like a cult. <laughs> that's a shame. That's really a shame about that. Wow, I feel for you, man. I do. I I know what it's like living without Wawa. I've been, you know, Roanoke, Virginia didn't have one either. Uh, you know, so I lived for years you know without what? it. And... Virginia was a little easier to deal with because they had sheep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, it's not Sometimes Wawa. they had some hot sandwiches or something, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it ain't no Wawa. Never been a Wawa. So, yeah, I, I'm just very, very happy. Now, this one here is probably about mm, about a 25 to 30 minute drive from my house. There is one opening probably in the next two months that'll be 10 minutes from my house. I will be oh, big wow. as a house by the end of this. <laughs> And you'll be smiling. Oh yes, absolutely. 
because they have those cheesesteak bowls here. Damn, <laughs> man. I got, we got to open the first Wawa in Arizona. <laughs> they don't franchise. No. They do not. Yeah, these these are not franchised. So oh, they keep them all to themselves. You know, so yeah, I, I just I have would, to wait for westward expansion? Absolutely. So, all right, well, let me, yeah, it's, it's real. Let me run through the show real quick because uh, Kristen's going to be calling in in about two minutes. So, um, yeah, coming up tonight. We I'm going to go back on mute because I'm not listening to you guys. I'm waiting for my number. All right, I'll mute you out. All right, so we got uh, Kristen coming up in like two minutes um, for uh, this week's Hollywood News. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we got the man, the myth. <laughs> the most. How about that? The man, the myth, the most. Donnie Most will be calling in at nine o'clock, returning to the show. We're gonna be talking about his new album and uh, some other stuff as always. And um, coming up, rounding out the show in the last hour is uh, is a guy from Philly made a movie. Pretty exciting. It's uh, his name is Lauren W. Leeper. I think it is. I'll have, to, I'll have to get confirmation once we uh, talk to him at 10 o'clock. But, uh, yeah, he, he wrote, directed, and starring in this movie. It's called The Dark Military. So check it out. He's posted links in our, uh, in our stuff and all. And uh, it looks really, really freaking good. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking with him all about that. And, uh, yeah, whatever else we talk about. I got a ton of stuff. And while before uh, I go and um, we get Kristen on here, so I, I, I showed uh, showed you and your, your wife the other day. Uh, I tried the new Rockstar grape, which I was loving. Yeah. And your, your wife responded to me and said that uh, she likes the new black cherry better. So yes. I just happened to have the new black cherry right here. And I'm going to taste it. <laughs> one I, dude, I'll tell you what. I was so excited the other day when I went in Wawa. Usually they just have – you know the regular, the regular sugar-free plain one, and the one, the one with sugar, the normal one. I was shocked. I mean, those, those two specifically were like um, exclusive to Speedway for a couple of months. You couldn't get them anywhere else. So she waited and waited and waited before she got them because we only oh, have wow. one Speedway here. Oh shit! Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I was shocked when I saw them. I was like, oh shit! So. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to be trying. It's called Rockstar <laughs> Killer Black Cherry. Yeah, that's good. That might be better. Yeah, she good. really likes the black cherry. I, I like the grape. I'm not a big fan of Rockstar in general, just energy drinks in general, but um, she really likes the black cherry. I'll tell you what the grape is uh, very reminiscent, re- re- yeah, reminiscent. There you go, of um, that new uh, what is it, Henry's hard soda, the grape flavor, which I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I just saw they have a new one in the store here, dude. It's hard cherry vanilla. Really? Yeah. Doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> it does. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's do this. Here she is. Let's welcome back to the show, and I'm sure she's got a ton of news, a ton of stuff to talk about, the one and the only Miss Kristen Burt. What's happening, Kristen? 
I'm busy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never stop. Never, never. So this last like week and a half has been nuts. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, where was I last Thursday? And I couldn't, <laughs> and I couldn't come on the show. I'm like, I don't even know what that reason was, but I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a production uh, meeting. I had a production meeting. I was like, what was it? <laughs> Well, you got to be not only be busy, but you got to be uh, excited since your your show is back on. <laughs> it's uh, it's it was an interesting show. Did anyone watch it or just even see like a clip the next day of like who's on, what's happening? Especially with Mr. You T, know, Mr. T sort of gets a lot of press. I I did not watch it, but as a matter of fact, it was funny because about an hour ago. I saw a, a quick promo video for the next week's episode and it had like each one of them dancing, like in a little promo clip. And uh, mm-hmm. Mr. T was not dancing at all. He seemed very stiff. So, Yeah, I was actually surprised. I thought he was going to be a little bit better because he's still fit. And he's been very motivational on Twitter. Like his tweets are hilarious, you know, talking about like, he's his only competition and he doesn't think he's going to win, but you know, he's just like, I'm here to learn to dance. Like he's been very positive about it. And he got out there and I was like, Oh wow. He is really someone that they have to give basic choreography to because it looks like he's having trouble remembering the steps. Um, so I was a little bummed about that because I was kind of like, Oh, he's going to be a lot of fun and maybe he'll stick around till like week five or six. I don't know if he's going to go a little bit earlier, but he's not the worst one. He's not the oh. worst one. So who was worse? That the the person that's worse uh, that is who's the worst is um, Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about him. First of all, something we didn't know um, that was kind of revealed on the the first show. He broke his neck in a car accident. So remember the Roxbury guys, the uh, 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 those guys. Yeah. And they did the thing with the head. Yeah, yeah. Like he can barely do that now because he broke his, his neck. Oh. And so oh, wow. his first dance was to the Roxbury guys theme, you know. And um, you know, he you could see that his his range of motion is limited. Um and he's trying, you know, he's really trying. He's not it's not like he's not trying, but he, movement is not natural to him in that way. Like dance is not he's not a natural mover. So he probably struggled the most, and I'm also going to guess he will be the first out on Monday, um, also because he does not have a very strong social media following, and that's one thing. You really have to have that game strong before you go into the show if you want to stick around. Hmm. See, now, I was curious about him because, um, you know, most comedians, especially like when you're on Saturday Night Live and stuff like that, like, they're very, they're just loose people, you know what I mean? Where they can move around a lot and they move to good. And usually they're doing like goofy dances and stuff like that on the show. So I thought like, I was curious to see like how good he would be. I I also thought he was going to be a better mover. If you remember, he did that character Mungo, um, who was like the exotic male dancer. If you guys remember that way long time ago. And there was always some sort of like movement with that character. Um, but I think that, that the accident also changed his range of motion. Um, he, he's a lot more limited, and, you know, he's just given Dancing with the Stars a try and everything else. But, um, and he also said that his father had passed away. 
And a lot of people go on Dancing with the Stars after they lose a mother or a father or they have some great tragedy. It's some, for many people, I think dance is a very cathartic way to heal. Um, it takes you to a different place, even if you're not familiar with, you know, taking dance lessons and things like that. But it's kind of a common theme. So I wonder if that sort of like, you know, you had a life-altering thing happened to him in the last year and he's just like, you know what, let me just do this and then change my focus and feel better. And um, so, you know, I don't think we're going to get to hear more of his story because I just don't think he's going to be sticking around. There's most memorable week, which usually talks about like that life changing thing um, for Mm -hmm. everyone. And um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, he wasn't the best. I kind of felt bad. (laughs) He was trying. So who, um, was there anybody that really uh, blew you away? Well, you know, we have a lot of people who have a lot of dance training this season. Um, of course, you have Heather Morris from Glee, who used to be a backup dancer for Beyonce. So I don't know, like, how you compete with that in terms of technique, because she's, you know, had years and years and years of training. Um, but she is very reserved, personally. Um, so I think she's going to have a really hard time sort of showing off her personality. Um, but she was great on the dance floor. She looked beautiful. Simone Biles, of course, the gymnast, she just always do very well. She looks great. Normani Corday from Swift Harmony, she's someone else that looks great out there on the dance floor. Um, even Erica Jane, the real housewife from Beverly Hills, she, she, she's got dance lessons. She's got some training under her belt as well. So, you know, there are plenty of people that are going to do well. Out of the men, Rashad Jennings, um, the NFL player, I think was probably the strongest. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, kind of like a weird cast, weird season. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be a female winner again this season. We'll see what happens. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to do the envelopes. Envelopes. I know. You did yours, right, before it started? I got, I got mine. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I think I have mine. I'm not necessarily sure I have the right order, but I think I have, like, the right three at least. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, all right, so uh, what uh, what type of news you got going on? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot happening um, in Los Angeles right now. If you, we, we do Paley Fest out here, which is kind of a big television festival. And last night I attended and got to interview James Corden, um, they featured um, his show last night, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been fascinating because if you remember, like, five, six years ago, the late-night news or the late-night talk show scene was pretty snoozy, you know, when it was just like Leno and, you know, David Letterman was at the tail end of his his run. And, you know, it was just – it wasn't very fresh. They Neither of them were big in Twitter or, you know, doing viral videos or anything. And then when you right. had Leno retire, you have Jimmy Fallon come in. Jimmy Kimmel stepped up his game. James Corden kind of came out of nowhere, I mean, unless you were really following his career in the U.K. Um, and it's just – it's fascinating that there – even Stephen Colbert, like, you know, we thought that, you know, he after he left Comedy Central that he just was going to be in this snoozy David Letterman position – but with that, you know, the climate that's happening right now around the U.S. and politics and everything else, he has found his voice again. Um, so I think it's really interesting that the late night scene is very, very fresh right now. And James Corden's a part of it. And he does some really funny bits, um, you know, from the carpool karaoke to crosswalk musicals. 
And if you haven't seen the Crosswalk musicals, they're hilarious. They, they literally go into an intersection in the middle of L.A., which is across from CBS Studios, and they start doing a musical with full costumes while um, the walk sign, the pedestrian walk sign, is blinking. <laughs> so people are in their cars in L.A. like, what the heck is going on? And they did one last week with Beauty and the Beast. They've done it with Hamilton. It's definitely worth seeing. It's hilarious. They've done Lion King. I've not seen that one or heard about that one yet. Yeah, just um, Google Crosswalk Musical, James Corden, and you will get a whole bunch of them. And they're really, really funny because you're like, this is so absurd. People are trapped in their car at a red light and a bunch of people from the Broadway show come out and start singing. <laughs> and, you know, last week it was Beauty and Beast. It was people from the movie. And they're, like, dressed as forks and knives and, you know, people coming out dancing and leaping as a teapot. And it's so absurd and ridiculous. I don't know how you don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, It doesn't make any that, sense. It, it does. <laughs> and that uh, the James, uh, James Gordon, he – um. Now, is it his show now, or did I, or they basically took his idea and are doing it? I think on iTunes is it with the Carpool Karaoke. Yeah, he's do. Uh, he had, it's kind of a spinoff of Carpool Karaoke. He's doing that, and he's also doing a lip syncing show. So he's got two spinoffs based off of James Late Night for James Corden. Some of his sketches have spun off into their own series. So he is killing it. Um, and he's executive producer and everything else. So he's, you know, what he's, he's doing something so unique. He's doing something that's different from Kimmel, very different from Fallon, obviously different from Colbert. So um, it's a very, I, I just like the late night scene in general. I think, you know, everyone's doing their own thing, but they're all doing it very well. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's like very entertaining stuff to watch now, which it hasn't been for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, remember remember those old um, monologues? Like, sometimes I would sit through, like, a Jay Leno monologue, and I'd be like, oh, my God, this is so corny, <laughs> you know? It wasn't even just, like, yuck, yuck, yuck. You're just like, wow. You know, and people would, like, moan and groan. I mean, his style of monologue is, is a style of comedy, stand-up comedy, that it feels really old school and tired now. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, they are, I mean, literally changing um, platform of comedy and late night before our eyes. Absolutely. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to tune into the show because you know that the next day that everything's separated out into clips and you can find the best one if they're like, oh, you know, there was a carpool karaoke last night or there was a crosswalk musical or there was a great segment. Um, you know, someone did something silly with Fallon and played a game. You know, you can just go out there and watch it on YouTube. It's great. And they're getting millions and millions. I bet they're probably getting more views like on YouTube than they are on the actual network. I, I mean, probably. I haven't, I don't think I've sat down to watch a late night show. I think I will occasionally if I'm traveling, like for business travel and I'm by myself kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, let me just throw on, um, you know, Kimmel or something like that. And I'll, I'll watch the show. But at home, I'm not watching late night TV by any means. But I'm certainly checking out the clips the next day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we, um, we had uh, some death going on this week uh some sad news uh a few of them i'm like who died <laughs> who <Really>? died <laughs> Ooh, we lost two chucks barry of 
course. Oh, and the Chuck Barris. Yes. I'm like, right. Chuck Berry, Chuck Barris, the CBs. <laughs> of yeah. course. Yeah. And, you know, um, the Chuck Berry thing was, was interesting, you know, of course, like musical genius and everything else. Um, but I guess there's a documentary and I haven't seen it. Have you seen the Chuck Berry documentary? I guess he was very ornery and curmudgeonly while they were filming it. It was very difficult. And now I was like, now I have to go and check it out. I, yeah, I have not seen it. I was reading about it and I'm like, wow, this sounds really good just because you get to see like a different side of someone. And um, originally it was just sort of a, a tribute documentary and then um, it turned into something else. You know how that always happens with the documentary. You're like, we're just going to do this great tribute documentary. And like Keith Richards was on board and a bunch of other. Um, it's Hail Hail Rock and Roll. It's from 1987. So Taylor oh. Hackford, who is, yeah, it's supposed to be really, really good. So, um, And he said it was the most difficult film he's ever worked on. I'd have to go back and watch it. But you know what? I think I did see that years ago, like on cable TV. Yeah. And he, you know, I mean, Taylor Hackford is, he's a well-known director. He, um, I mean, he, he did an officer and a gentleman. He did white knights. He's married to Helen Mirren. I mean, like he is he was like, this was the hardest thing I've ever done. So I'm like, I have to go and watch that. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, and I then, guess though, like with both of them, it wasn't, it wasn't, I can't, you know, it's not a surprise. It wasn't a tragedy or, you know, I mean, they, Chuck was, Chuck Berry was 90 and Chuck Barris was what, 86? 87, I think. Yeah. Oh, and man. you know, the Chuck Barris thing, like his story is fascinating too. I mean, it was equally as, um, you know, incredible and unbelievable and, <laughs> you know, you're like, how, how did that all happen? I bet the gong show, like i I don't remember it well. I think I used to watch reruns of it, but I used to think it was the coolest thing. I'm like, they get, there goes the gong. <laughs> oh, I remember watching it on Saturday. It's being, it's being like Saturday nights at like 7 o'clock, I think it was, or 7.30. Before Love Boat. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch it every Saturday night as a kid. I used to love it. I used to love uh, um, Mean or Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. Remember that. So you have to go back and watch some of the clips for the Chuck Barris stuff. Uh, um, you got you watch that on YouTube. Go. Yeah, out a, I'm definitely yeah. gonna go because it was one of the, this has been such a busy week. I'm like I haven't even. I was like that's why I was like who died. I'm like oh yeah, Chuck the Chuck. <laughs> the Chuck passed away. But honestly, that when, when it came out that um, uh, Chuck Barris died, I actually. I honestly thought he was already dead. And I was like, I you know, when people put up like uh, deaths of people and they're like old ones that people redo or whatever. Uh, that's what I thought it was. I'm like, he died a couple of years ago. Like, what are you doing? I thought he had passed away or he had already passed away. Remember when um, they did the film on his autobiography, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? I kind of thought he was dead then, honestly. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things I was like, or it's like, you know, and, and that was, we're going back to, I think, 2002 for Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Um, and it's one of those things, too, like, it's like Abe Vigoda. Remember, we're always like, he's dead, he's dead, and he was always still alive. And then when he really did die, you're like, are you sure? <laughs> because we've killed him, like, 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. I, I, I guess, Nick, uh, the, the gong show is way before your time. 
Yeah, I mean, I know what it is, of course, but it wasn't really, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, Chuck Berry, on the other hand, I mean, I, I told you last week about the show Sun Records, and that really got me thinking this week on who is left from the sort of, I don't even want to say old school, like original school, you know what I mean? Like Jerry Lee Lewis and Pat Boone, is that it? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. There's very few of the Little Richard, of that really the old guard. You know what I mean? There's very Mm -hmm. few of them left. True. Yeah, that is true. You sit there and you think about it and you're like, that's, it's fascinating. You you know, you're like, who is left? And, and, I mean, these guys were legends too. These are the guys that played with Elvis, the guys that played with, you know, Johnny Cash. You know what I mean? true and uh you know we also have like the motown era um of musicians like there's a lot of people you start thinking you're like okay we're gonna it's gonna be hard the next like five to ten years because we're gonna lose a lot of people yeah it's gonna be a sad day when axel rose is the oldest rocker we have (laughs) oh no like don't make that be true (laughs) Well, I guess not as long as Mick Jagger's still around, right? Mick Jagger's gonna out. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are gonna last outlast all of us. Uh, you know, I'm not even gonna argue with you because I believe it. <laughs> but it's He's crazy. Like, you look now, at Keith of, Richards. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say it's crazy if you look at that too. Keith Richards and and Mick Jagger are are pretty old. You know what I mean? But the, we're talking about the, like the group of musicians before them. You know what right. I mean? Like that's right. that's really old. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it is true, and it's. I mean, Mick Jagger's seventy three. He just had another kid too. <laughs> You're like seventy three. Wow. Be the child's grandfather, but nope. You're the dad. Yeah, that's insanity. That is insanity. I know the age range of his kids because I mean, how old? I mean, if you think about it. Like, how old is his oldest and how old is his youngest? Because I'm going to imagine that, like, his oldest is going to end up raising the youngest. 40? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, 40, maybe, somewhere in there. I can't imagine. And his youngest like, is, like, a month old. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's pretty optimistic to think that he's going to make it another 18 years. You know, like. <laughs> oh, my God. So, his, oh, wait, his first. He has eight children with five women. He has a daughter, Karis, who was born in 1970. So she's going to be 47 this 47. year, is his oldest. And then his youngest was born <laughs> December. Wait, ready? The youngest, his son, was born December 8, 2016. Oh, man. So, like, three months. <laughs> yes three months and 47 he has five grandchildren and he's a great grandfather oh wow that's amazing why and, wow. and again i just want to know is again, why i just why? want to point out this isn't the generation that i was talking about <laughs> i know, you know exactly I mean? it's, it's the one chuck that's uh, above that before. yeah <laughs> right because chuck berry was 90 so i mean 
That's amazing. Um, and just by the way, Jagger's father lived till 93. So he's oh, wow. got a strong lifeline. Man, who would have thought Jerry Lee Lewis would still be alive, though? Yeah, right? <laughs> well, so many people, I'm like, how are they still alive? But I always think about, like, my grandmother. My grandmother, like, smoked and drank and ate like crap and lived for a really long time. And what, you know, had she, she had a, a, a rare disease that was, you know, if she didn't have that, she probably would have lived to, like, 115, smoking and drinking all the way through. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, That's what I think. That generation, they're like, ah, I'm just gonna drink. I'm gonna smoke. Rock stars are like, oh, this is drugs. No big deal. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, back then they had commercials that were like spouting the medicinal benefits of cigarettes. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if doctors do it, you should do it. <laughs> so Too funny. funny. <laughs> I'm still baffled he has a three month old kid, four month old kid. Three and forty seven. Like think about that age span. <laughs> I mean, and do you have the energy at seventy three for um a three month old all the time? Mm-hmm. Like That's a lot of work. I mean I understand he has probably his help. He has younger wives and girlfriends, so that helps, but still Yeah, like <sighs> At what point do you say, like, wh- why am I bringing a child into this world? Because I'm going to be dead soon, probably, and, and the child's not going to even know its father. And every I think kid probably, is probably he like, doesn't tell himself that. He probably doesn't convince himself he's going to be dead soon. <laughs> he probably doesn't. My thought he is probably... all of the kids thinking, my inheritance keeps going down. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 Not oh, another that's... one. Oh, that's funny. No wonder he keeps touring. He's got to keep building the inheritance back up. <laughs> so funny, yeah. That's what he's he's touring and touring and touring until he falls wow. off the stage. Wow. Yeah. There's no end in sight because I think they have a new album coming out soon. <laughs> you know, why not? They can. They're still together. Might as well. Make the money. Yeah. Too funny. You know, an <laughs> album then supports another tour, and away you go. Yep. Bring in, bring in the, uh, the, the wheelbarrows of money. <laughs> That's right. Chug along. Um, uh, did you, have you guys seen um, Get Out yet, the movie? I have, yeah. Did you like it? You know, I, I, I did. I, I, no, no, no I, there was no hesitation there. I was on mute. That's all. <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa, major hesitation. <laughs> no, it, it definitely wasn't anything that I was expecting it to be, but I, I did like it. Yeah, totally different for a horror movie. I have to tell you, though, this is this is kind of funny. Um, I had heard a lot about it in terms of, like, you know, Jordan Peele directed. It's his first movie. Um, there's a lot to do with sort of race relations, and you know, there's so much going on right now with the political climate, social issues, things like that. Um, and I've had a very busy couple of weeks, and I knew I had a screening coming up, so I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I don't want to be spoiled by this. I kind of want to have my own opinion on it. Um, 
so we went to see it, um, my husband and I, and then all of a sudden, like, in the credits, Blumhouse Productions pulls up, and I'm like, that's weird. Blumhouse usually only does horror movies. And... <laughs> Like, I realized, like, ten minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and I had no clue. And me, I mean, I guess I sort of vaguely knew that it was kind of like a thriller or something, but I didn't, it definitely was not what I thought it was going to be. No, and I think what is, what's good about it is that it takes the horror genre. I mean, it's a quick film. It's about a little over 90 minutes. Um, which is kind of standard for horror films, but it makes you think about some things. And, and um, uh, you know, there, there's one, there's a bingo scene, and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but that to me is kind of like the, oh, you know what I mean? Like the aha moment where it all happens, and you're like, okay, like I see really, really where, like, he dug deep instead of just being like, okay, this is just like a random horror film and it's funny and, or, you know, or it's dark or whatever your take on the horror film is. He had multiple layers to it, which I thought was interesting and made it something different because I'm like, to me, the horror genre, everyone just kind of cranks out the 90 minute film for low budget and away they go. And I was like, he at least did something a little bit different, which I thought was good. Yeah, and it's it's funny because both of the guys, Key and Peel here, um, have been sort of on my radio for a while, but it was all, of course, comedy. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere that the, that this came, and it was. Uh, I'm I'm so glad though that it was as successful as it was. I mean, it's going to change so much in the in the world of horror films. Oh, absolutely. And I think for Jordan Peele, it's smart because it distinguishes himself from the Key and Peele brand and everything else. Right. Um, I, I interviewed Bradley Whitford, who's in Get Out, and last night he was at the James Corden panel because he was moderating the panel. Um, and he, you know, he had a lot of great things to say about it. He's like, you know, we didn't have a lot of time. We didn't have a big budget. And I, he just said, you know, I think that he created something really, really unique um, with a lot of obstacles and parameters um, in the way. And uh, it's done extremely well, too. So the success of that for, for Jordan Peele is great. You know, as a first-time director, that success often doesn't happen. So, Right, and, and the, the crazy thing is he's, I mean, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but he's, I mean, he's actively pursuing comedy still. I mean, I know mm-hmm. they did Keanu last year, and uh, I think Captain Underpants is coming out this year. And so, I mean, he's really sort of diversifying what he can do or what he's going to be known for as a writer and as a filmmaker. And that's going to open up so many more doors for him. 100%. And, you know, in this town, uh, if you get pigeonholed too much, you're so stuck and you can never get out. So I'm, I'm glad to see that he's able to just, like, really break out and, you know, Key and Peele obviously are continuing to work together and – but if they decide not to, he already has his identity. It's already set. He's like, I can do this, too. And Hollywood already knows, like, you're a success right. at that as well. Hollywood is always like, no, you're only a success in this. But he's already saying, I'm a success as a duo. I'm a singer and a writer. Um, so good for him. I was like, that's awesome. How about, um, have either of you guys seen the movie Fist Fight? I have not. No, I have not even heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually I saw it last week, and 
I had heard of it, but didn't really care to see it. And then I got sucked in and I like really ended up loving the movie. It's with uh, Ice Cube and Charlie Day. They're both school teachers. Okay, I do know what you're talking about. Okay, I didn't yeah, see it. Talking I, about, I just yeah, haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, Tracy Morgan's in it. I love Tracy Morgan. It's a funny movie. It really is a funny movie. So, if you get a chance, check that one out. Awesome. I have to tell you, this week with um, the Baywatch trailer out, I'm a little bit excited by that, and I'm like, I can't believe I was never a fan of Baywatch, the TV show, but with The Rock in it, it looks pretty good. I'm kind of excited for a summer movie. It it looks so funny. I, I, I don't know how... Yeah. I, I've seen every episode of Baywatch and Baywatch Night, but... Uh, and, and Baywatch Hawaii as well. Oh, my God. Should uh, you admit that? Should you admit that out loud? <laughs> I know, right? Also, Baywatch Hawaii, the first star out of there, Jason Momoa. <laughs> I mean, all all these like so many people that are famous today came out of those some of those early episodes. All right, I, now here's here's where I'm going to say like, what is the bigger question of why? We're going to go back to Mick Jagger having a child four months ago, or Nick watching <laughs> Baywatch Hawaii? <laughs> I know. I'm like, should you admit that? <laughs> Let me tell you, out of the three, Baywatch Hawaii was not the worst one, okay? <laughs> what was the worst one? It was definitely Baywatch Nights, where at nighttime they were like private detectives that were like investigating supernatural things. <laughs> Stop. Were they um, lifeguards day though still? Oh, it, it was it was half off. Yeah, so he I, would be I, on the beach, and then he would, like, put on his, like, detective hat, and then at night he'd go and solve mysteries? Yeah, he'd go to, like, a nightclub or, like, like a little bar that they hung out in, and just, yeah, stuff would happen. Like. <laughs> I can't. That's so ridiculous. But you know what? <laughs> he, made, he made a fortune out of all of that, so we're the fools. So I can't. <laughs> what do I know? You- I'm telling you, it was a straight up sci-fi series too. Like you, like, and but you, when I tell you the people, some of the people that were in the cast that went on to be famous, I mean, uh, Angie Harmon, Eddie Cibrian, you know what I mean? Like these guys mm-hmm. are decent-sized stars now, and they, that's where they came from. <laughs> they, you know what, and. Here's the other thing, you know, David Hasselhoff is making um, a cameo in the film along with Pamela Anderson. I'm like, he's laughing all the way to the bank. You've got The Rock starring in this. He's going to make a fortune again, even with just doing a little cameo. But remember, he, after that first year when NBC canceled it, it went into syndication, and and David Hasselhoff's like, no, we need to bring this back, and I'll be executive producer and blah, blah, blah. He wound up with a ton of money. So he's super happy about, like, Memorial Day weekend or whenever Baywatch comes out. And, and if he's a smart businessman at all, he's going to turn it around on his social media pages. Mm-hmm. He's going to have YouTube videos that are going to get, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. And he, I mean, yeah, he could profit amazingly from this in so many different ways. Yeah, he'll be everywhere this summer. I mean, because he's always been press friendly. So this is like his probably third coming out party. I don't know how many times he's I always feel like he goes away for a little bit and then he comes back. So he, he's back again. 
Um, and this, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see him because, you know, it's the Hoff. <laughs> the Hoff. That's funny. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So uh, does anybody have a totally different person of the week? Because I couldn't figure out anybody. No, I was trying to think, and I'm like, what has been happening? And I was like, no, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, there, there's been, like, <laughs> no positive action going on out there lately. No, you know, I, it's been unusually quiet, I feel like. And I feel like we're going to get, like, a big story to drop soon. Big. I don't know what it is, but it'll drop. Yeah, I think we're due. We are. Well, I think, uh, I think the whole this whole new mini hacking scandal is is was okay this week, but I mean the big story for me this week was how in much in piles of money Emma Watson brought in with Beauty and the Beast. Okay, <laughs> I mean pie like Disney is doing amazing things with their bank accounts right now. They sure are, and. Um... Um, Emma only got I'm going to say only I'm like that sounds awful she she got about three million dollars for the movie but she's got back end points so uh, I know I was like I would like only three million dollars for my job Um, but she's going to make back end points so she's going to be in that 20, 25, 30 million dollar paycheck by the time all is said and done which is great you know that's that's what you do and and that's how you make your money with Disney and there's merchandise galore Um, and people were all like up in arms they're like she can't really sing and I'm like did you really expect that Emma Watson was going to be singing like I don't know like someone on Broadway she was great acting in the role her her voice was fine I didn't bug me one way or the other and I enjoyed the movie it was fun yeah and I don't think she was a bad singer by any means I mean Mm -mm. yeah it's exactly what it was. Like, you wanted to go. You wanted to see the story of Beauty and the Beast. You want to see an expensive film, which it was. Uh, you know, they didn't waste – or they didn't, like, you know, spare any dollars when it came to – I mean, they sat there with big costumes and sets, and it felt rich. It felt expensive. I like that. I, when I wanted to go see a big, epic film like that, I want to see money on the screen. <laughs> and you did with this Disney film. Absolutely, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't shy away from the fans and what they wanted to see. And and I mean, it was so representative of you know the cartoons that you know the audience grew up watching. Ah, man, they just they knocked it out of the park, man. And it just yep. it's killing it. Like I I, think, I just heard it it passed four hundred million in the global box office. So it, it's it's a monster. It is a monster. It's a beast. <laughs> And, and then when you turn that around and you look at what Disney did just in 2016, you know what I mean? Like with the Marvel films and the Star Wars films and their own Disney films. And I think it was like $7.5 billion in total box office just for Disney. But that's mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. It's impressive. It's, it's, I love that. And, you know, they're doing live action with – um, a lot of other films like Mulan, they're they're going to do it, and it, Little Mermaid. There's talk about it, and here's the thing: it's a great way to have an additional life cycle with their properties. You do an animated film, you make it into a Broadway show, you do live action, you get three waves of it, you get three generations of it, and of course, you get three waves of merchandise as well. 
Right, and you know how it works with TV. I mean, Disney Junior will have a new Beauty and the Beast cartoon, you know what I mean, three months from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, they have she'll, be, in the or she'll show up on Sophia the First or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, they're, Yeah, they'll totally reuse these characters, and it'll be great for them. Of course. Cha-ching. <laughs> and they're changing things to make it progressive with sort of today's audience but keeping it sort of Disney at the same time. So, I, they're, man, imagine if they, they're, they're going to make like $10 billion next year. It's going to be crazy. Yep, I agree. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I cannot get into the whole world of Disney. I just can't do it. Well, That's I mean, okay. you're pretty old, so you had some really crappy Disney films. You know what I mean? Like... And you had to suffer through, like, the wide world of Disney on Saturday nights and stuff, so I don't blame you. <laughs> I, that was a bad, wow. No, it was on Sunday nights, and it was really good. <laughs> and we had, and, and well, it was reruns of Walt at that point, because Walt passed away in, what, 71? <laughs> the Davy yeah. Crockett, Connecticut Yankee, all that stuff. <laughs> Making me older than I am. (laughs) The original Parent Trap, (laughs) not the Lindsay Lohan one. Oh boy! So, all right, let's uh, let's find out what you're going to be doing, Miss Busy Busy. What's what's your plans for the upcoming week? Uh, Well, I'm actually headed out to the um, opening night of An American in Paris here in Los Angeles. The national tour is in town, so that's what I'm doing tonight. Um. And, of course, Dancing with the Stars continues on, and a lot going on here. A lot. World of Dance is coming up with J-Lo. That show is going to be huge. They finally got a release date, and that's May 8th. Wow. Now, have, uh, real quick about J-Lo, have you uh, checked out her, her uh, Shades of Blue show at all? I think we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Right? Yeah, we were talking about it. Um, I haven't yet just because I – and I'm going to actually have to watch it because – um, I'm part of the TV Academy, and we're getting all of the four-year considerations for Emmys, for nominations. So I'm looking forward to checking it out because that's one of the shows that I need to just kind of spend a weekend and binge watch because I know a lot of people like it. They're all raving I'll about it. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm two weeks behind. I've only seen the first two episodes so far this season. It's the best freaking mm-hmm. show on TV, without a doubt. Awesome. I love TV. her. I love her. So I'm all for it. And Ray Liotta, I, I mean, he, he Fantastic is just actor. out of the ballpark with this with this show. I love that. So that makes me really excited to see it. So I'm I'm getting all my screeners in, so they keep arriving in the mail, and I'm like, yes, I'm never going to leave my couch for like the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, all right. Well, I, we will be talking uh, talking again next week, and uh, you know, hopefully next week we have no more death going on. We uh, we caught up this week with okay. two big ones. Yeah, the no shocks, yeah, the CBs, and uh, yeah, and I, I have a, a lighter week, which will be good. So I will be well rested, ready for you guys. There you go. Cool. All right, we'll be talking next week, Kristen. Sounds good. Bye, guys. See ya. All right, well, there she goes. Kristen Burt. You can check her out all over the world of social media. You can hear her or see her actually on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
Snapchat, just look for Kristen Burke, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. All right, Nick. All right, man. So let me just skim through this real quick. Uh, hey, hey, listen, let me tell you real quick. I can't stand James Corden, man. Really? Me and my wife, we have like an ongoing debate about this. And I don't want to come across too much as a psychopath or anything. But <laughs> he, he inspires so much joy in people that I hate him. Like, I, I just, I don't know how to explain it to you. People love him, and he does these funny things, and, and everybody's laughing and smiling, and I don't know why my heart is like this, but I just fucking hate him. <laughs> like, I, I hate how much joy he brings people, babe. I, I don't know what it is. Dude, that's, that's weird, dude. He's like, dude, you need to see a shrink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my therapist. <laughs> Dude, I'll see if she'll do Skype sessions for you. <laughs> it would probably be, it would probably be a, a conflict of interest, though. <laughs> oh man! Dude, I'll tell you what, though. Like, I, I don't know much about the guy, just from what I've seen, like here and there on TV. Or, um, he was actually on Stern a few months back, and I part of the interview while flipping channels on uh on Sirius and the dude he just seemed like a very happy guy. You know what I mean? Like, like he's just always one of the always happy guys. No matter yeah, what well, is fuck going him. On what does he have to be happy about? You know he's gotta, take a fucking look, look outside. <laughs> yeah, but look, he's bringing smiles to the world. He's putting smiles on people's faces. He's he's making fucking major bank over there. He's got uh, you know, fucking what's he what's he got? He's got the the late late show, and now he's gotten he's getting spinoff shows. I mean, dude, come on. If that I, was I hear us, what you're saying I I just feel like um. When when you're watching the left hand and it's doing all these amazing things, that gives the right hand a chance to stab you in the back. That's all I'm saying. He's a distraction, and and I just it it irritates me. <laughs> uh, do you want her number now? Should I email it to you? Text it to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, 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 dude. It really has been a long day for you, hasn't it? It has, but this has been like an ongoing for a couple months now dialogue between me and my wife. <laughs> That's funny. I'm a little perplexed by it, but it's all right. It's okay. Um, real quick, before we go to commercial break, let me throw out a uh, a quick thing. I don't really have nothing quick. Oh, I wanted to mention about on Dancing with the Stars, the the one guy, the bull rider guy. Did you see that he grabbed the, his dancer's crotch standing there? And I guess they were talking to the judges or whatever. And he went to put his arm around her and hold her. And, dude, he wrapped his arm around her waist and went down and tried to grab her cooch. And you see her hand grab his hand and stop and pull it away. 
<laughs> Hysterical. It's like, what were you thinking, dude? Well, we know what he was thinking, but... Um, but, all right, here's uh, something quick and actually a kind of uh, a sad thing. Um, did you hear about Jim Ross's wife? Yeah, man, I, I, I was just talking to my daughter about that in the car. It's crazy. Like, I, when I heard the whole story, I was like, wow, you don't, like, that shit doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, not in real life. That's, wow. Yeah, it's a shame. Like I, I didn't really really know the whole story until I, I actually read it a little earlier to uh, to talk about it tonight. I, all I heard earlier the other day when it happened was a car accident. I didn't realize she was on a scooter. Yeah, yeah, and I guess she was just hit, like just boom. Got hit. She was rear-ended and from behind, and she didn't have a helmet on. Bonehead move. Yeah, man. Shame. Total shame. Feels so bad for Jim Ross and uh, you know our thoughts go out to them guys, to the family and all. Such a shame. It is, man. You hear about stuff like this. I, I it reminds me of when Liam Neeson's wife died. You know what I mean? It was just, you know what I mean? Like she just fell skiing. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it's just um. I mean, literally, what? In a matter of seconds, that you know, his whole life was fucking turned upside down. Yeah, man, and you, you know, you can't fight the Grim Reaper. Yeah, you will lose. So, all right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's take our first commercial break, and we'll be coming back on the flip side with the one and only Mr. Don Most. Stay tuned. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? 
Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. This is Cindy Williams and you are listening to Totally Driven Radio. All right, welcome back to the radio. I figured that was a little fitting, huh? Nick, you there? You muted out? I guess so. All right, well, I'm going to throw out there. Um, tonight is like the, I guess, the soft opening. Um, and tomorrow is the big grand opening or reopening. Uh, our good friend, Mr. Tony Luke Jr., is uh, he's going to be out tomorrow. He's reopening the Sicklerville, New Jersey store of Tony Luke's. And uh, since tomorrow is National Cheesesteak Day, he's going to be there giving out free cheesesteaks from 12 noon to 6 p.m. or until supplies last. So go celebrate National Cheesesteak Day. With Tony Luke over in Sicklerville, New Jersey. How about that? Are you back yet, Nick? I guess not. All right. So, yeah. Funny thing is, uh, actually, I, I, I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag. We actually uh, had an offer the other day. Um, I was talking to Tony and his his people about coming back on the show. And we were going to have Tony come back on the show possibly tonight. And they actually put the offer out there to have, uh, have us come out and do the show live from the new Tony Luke's. But I was kind of like, you know what, it's probably going to be kind of crazy. And, you know, he's going to have all these people over there and trying to do the show live there and conduct interviews with people and stuff like that. It would just be too much chaos. So. I declined, and probably, uh, hopefully, sometime in April, Tony will be back on the show, and we'll get to catch up and talk cheesesteaks and roast pork and all that fun stuff. Cannot wait. So, let's hear what else we got going on. But actually, uh, on the network, we have a, a, a show debuting next week, too. On the Totally Dream Radio Network, we have um, it's going to be called Horror News Confidential with Mike Joy, 
And uh, he's going to be talking all about stuff in the world of horror, horror movies, horror. I mean, it's a whole genre that's really just blown up over the last few years. So uh, tune in Tuesday night. He's going to be live from 9 to 11. And uh, you'll be able to find out all the big and top news in horror on Tuesday nights. So check it out. And actually, I told you Radio Rocks this Saturday or Sunday night, I'm sorry, at 8 o'clock. Uh, we will have our special guest this week will be the band Neon Coven. Check them out. They're a pretty cool new up-and-coming band from, from uh, Hollywood. And um, actually, I think Donnie Moose is calling me on my cell phone. Let me uh, get his number real quick and call him back. Hang on one second, everybody. All right. And the phone is not working. I think we are having technical difficulties. This is lovely. Try this again. I'll tell you what. Hang on, everybody. I'm, let me let me play a song. Let me go through my uh, archives of songs. I think we're having some problems here because I can't get Donnie on the phone. I've lost Nick. Let me see what I got here. Find a long. Uh, I know what I can play. Look, count seventy-seven. They were on here from last week. So, all right. Here it is. Here's Count 77, Summer 77. Let me work on this and try to get this fixed for everybody.
show you the three games.